their cargo isn't exactly precious. Today I'm talking about the last voyage of the Demeter. This is Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. movie friends and welcome to Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. I am Scott and today I'm talking about the recent horror movie Last Voyage of the Demeter, which didn't really do a ton of work at the box office, but I think is just overall just a solid movie and I wish more people see it and I think now that it's on home video you should check it out. So without further ado, let's get started. It is amazing to me how many stories can be derived from another story. One of the best examples is Bram Stoker's Dracula. Without Dracula, you can toss out almost every bit of vampire fiction that's been created for centuries, which doesn't sound like much until you realize that would take out multiple franchises like Twilight and Blade, and one of the funniest shows on TV, see what we do in the shadows. And about half of the CW's late 2000s lineup? The Last Voyage of the Demeter, however, completes a far more difficult challenge, putting together a comprehensive movie from a few pages of the original novel. Following the doomed vessel from port until its shipwreck, the plot centers around Clemens, an Oxford-educated physician hoping to get back to England, who finds a ride on the crew of the merchant ship Demeter. Unfortunately for everyone on board, Clemens' skills will be more than necessary because their mysterious cargo contains a deadly monster that's very, very hungry. Right after its release, the majority of the discussion around The Last Voyage of the Demeter was about its underperformance at the box office, which in turn means a lot of people were wondering if a new classic had passed them by. While I wouldn't go that far, I do think Demeter is one of the best examples of a kind of movie we rarely see a major studio make, a classy horror picture. For quite some time, mainstream horror has understandably found its footing by going all out in a number of different directions, whether it's overloading the audience with gore, ridiculousness, or unsettling concepts and imagery. These movies are typically not expensive to make, and there's almost always a dedicated audience for them. It's why Terrifier 2, a movie that didn't break $20 million at the box office, was considered a runaway hit. What's been missing are the period pieces that emphasize the atmosphere, characters, and set design to capture a bygone age like an old story being told anew. Say what you will about Tim Burton's Sleepy Hollow, the atmosphere, from, from the productions that is designed to the costumes, are near perfect for the vibe the movie is going for. That's a roundabout way of saying that a vampire movie taking place on an old ship is a nice change of pace for a couple big reasons. Reason number one is the setup. One of the problems a movie like this could have is that the audience feels like they know how everything is going to play out. We know that the big suspicious box on it has Dracula, what Dracula can do, and the ultimate fate of everyone on board. Instead of trying to play coy about everyone's eventual fate, the movie treats Dracula like the killer in an episode of Columbo or Poker Face where the audience sees what happens, and the audience gets to see our heroes try to piece together what the hell is happening. Because, of course, random sailors from this era wouldn't assume that there's a vampire on board, because what the hell is a vampire? It means every small discovery or failure has an added weight to it. Either, oh, thank god they finally figured out that sunlight is a weapon, or the tense dramatic irony of knowing that anyone on Nightwatch may not make it until morning. The movie also makes it very hard to predict which character may or may not be in Dracula's line of fire next, minus Clemens, but he's also busy pushing suspicions off himself for reasons we'll get into shortly. Reason number two is a monstrous build. 
I can't even, I can't say enough about how great this movie looks. The sets all look fantastic, and everything on the ship is easy to follow, even at night. One of the quiet achievements of the film is how the movie increases Dracula's malevolence and presence throughout the film. Initially, we get hints that something isn't right, because all of the rats on the ship go missing. Then the ship has a stowaway that seems more than a bit freaked out by the cargo they're carrying. Then someone is attacked. Then the attacks and deaths escalate as Dracula seems to grow in presence and power. That's not easy to do, but the construction means that the final tr finale truly feels like the endpoint the movie has been building to, and it pays off in big ways with bigger chases and action than the rest of the movie. And reason number three is fully fleshed out characters. There are two ways you can approach a movie like this. You either put everything in everything in something resembling an alternate reality or fantasy, or you can try to blend in universal social commentary. Demeter opts for the second, and I think it works really well with what the movie is going for. This mostly operates through Clemens, who is a black man and doctor at the turn of the 20th century, which is to say, he is not treated well. In fact, a lot of the crew view him with suspicion because they don't know him and because of his race. And that's before he starts spouting science or suggesting things that the other members of the crew don't feel is possible. The underlying experience or message being that he has to earn trust before being believed, which eats up precious resources and time trying to figure this awful situation out. Same goes for a female stowaway who is portrayed as Dracula's property via a village offering, who then gets to claim some agency over herself by resisting Dracula or trying to take him down. It's details like that that make the story mean more as we push towards the final showdown. The verdict is, it's solid. A solid production from top to bottom, The Last Voyage of the Demeter is a great reimagining from minimal source material. 7 out of 10. This has been Scott's Off Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Off Indulgent Movie World, for the latest reviews, discussions, and more. See you next time, everybody, and stay safe.